0: Hey, welcome to the C3 Church Victory Podcast. We pray this message will inspire you and activate your faith. Thanks for joining us. That was awesome. And uh, we had an incredible evening celebrating. You know, the crux of Vision Gala is to celebrate, it's to celebrate what God has done in and through victory over the last 12 months. And uh, it, was a, it was a full evening. We had a lot, a lot to celebrate. God is really doing some incredible things in and through our church and uh, in and through all of you. Um, And I would encourage you, uh, if you uh, were unable to get there this year, next year, uh, we are going to have, I think, an even bigger evening of celebration. Um, But you can put in your diaries. I'm just going to release it right now. And uh, it's the 24th of June next year. Uh, We are pushing it a week. We are pushing it a week, mainly because uh, we too love the long weekend, and um, honestly, I feel that vision ready is really important, and uh, I want to make sure that when we have the Sunday preceding the release of vision, uh, that it is not on a weekend where people are resting well. Uh, look, we, we, talk about, we talk about work hard, play hard in the office. We believe in the rhythm of life. We believe that God has given us a job to do. Amen. We don't get saved and then sit on our backsides uh, waiting. Uh, no, we are, we are commissioned into the kingdom with a purpose. Um, and, and that means that when we're on mission, we are on mission. But it means when we are on holiday, uh, we are on holiday. Uh, and, uh, and I know the long weekend for many of you, it is a great opportunity to rest. Um, but I don't want that to be... Uh, a a decision that you have to make, either where God wants to get you ready for vision or or ready to rest. So we're going to shift vision. We're going to shift it a week, and uh, we're going to get vision ready on the weekend after the long weekend so that we are ready for Vision Sunday next year. So gala is the 24th. Vision Sunday is the 25th of June 2023. Put it in your diaries. Get ready. However, last year, I'm just avoiding dates. Apparently, I said some things, dates last night. I still don't even know what I did wrong, but that's all right. It'll, it'll sink at one point. 2001. 2001, it's 2021. That's why it's 20 years. It's just, I've just realized. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. In 2021, God told us to declare a new wineskin. Uh, it was a new identity for victory. This, is a, this was a really prophetic journey for our church. Uh, that was a scripture that time and time again came up in prayer meetings god 's got a new wine skin, and he 's going to give us a new wine skin uh, because that 's what you need to hold the new wine. No one puts new wine in an old wine skin, And uh, so we began to pursue God and say, "God, what does this look like?" And what He gave us was a new identity, a new description, like a child has the parent 's DNA. But a new an expression of it that is their own. Uh, we believe that as we move into this generation of C3 victory, this expression uh, in which, you know, I believe we'll see the 100th year of this church operating, which is incredible. Uh, it's, in, it's in a few, but we'll get there. It's, it came with a new heartbeat, a new language around what makes us distinct, how we talk about who we are. And we, you know, we declared that C3 Victory is a home for hope. Not just an emotion, but actually a place where people could find the person of hope, Jesus. Now, at the end of the day, the world can offer elements of hope. The world can offer elements of joy. The world can offer elements of peace. But where we're talking about true, deep, lasting, changing, eternally available peace, joy, and hope, We cannot go past the person of Jesus. And we declare that we're going to be that individually. And I've said many times from this this pulpit that that, that's on you. I cannot decide things for you. But the more of us that choose individually to engage in that, we will be that collectively. We will be that organizationally and we're believing that we will be that locationally as well. Matthew 5 14 to 15 says this You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Light in darkness is hope. Hope is hope of safety, hope of help, hope of restoration hope of change, of security, salvation, of rest, hope of sustenance. And as our video so wonderfully articulated that those wandering around lost and anxious, afraid, weary, broken, hurting, or tired, to see light in the darkness is immediately to see hope. No one who has hope keeps it hidden. No one who has hope hides it from those who need it. No, in fact, we are called to be a church that shines hope, <clears throat> excuse me, for all to see, for all around, a beacon, a beacon to the world around us. And I believe that C3 Victory is called to be so confident in who we are and who we have within us that everywhere that we go and all <clears throat> all that we do as individuals, as a collective, organizationally, and one day, through our building, that we are a shining, unashamed and unapologetic light into the darkness. And I believe that 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 is the significance that God is calling us to. But I said last night, sometimes building something that has significance isn't done by moving from one significant moment to the next, but in taking many small steps, thinking of a a house being built. It's the big significant thing at the end. And that's often what we see. That's often what we desire. We want the house. No one is really that stoked about the bricks. Maybe unless you're an architect or a a designer or something like that. You know, bricks really like, they're, they're your thing. But bricks are what get you to the building. I said last night over our meal that you know, it's the individual ingredients that ultimately dictate the meal at the end. You know, I believe that God is saying very clearly to us that getting to a significant impact, a significant size, or into a significant space requires us actually to focus on the small and to trust Him in bringing true significance. So in many ways, releasing our vision focus, and that's what it is. Oh, thank you, man. Come on. I, I, well, science would say that this is, this is the catalyst of all chemical reactions in your body. So apparently it's important. I like to think coffee is far more important, but you know. Vision focus, vision focus. you to keep me on track. I'll go over. You better watch out. We use this language really, really uh, like it deliberately, vision focus, uh, because we do not believe, unless God really you know, changes things, we believe that our vision for the identity of victory is set. That, that, God, that was what God called us to release last year, um, but we do believe that each year, God is going to speak into an aspect of that for us to focus on. And so every year we believe that we're going to come to this time of the year and we are going to release that particular aspect that God is saying, focus on this part. This is where I want your focus for the next 12 months because this is going to move you forward in becoming an even greater expression an even greater, whatever that word is that you want to put there, of a home for hope. And so for 2022, our vision focus is less about a few things of major significant status and more about asking what it looks like to build the small. You know, a building might be significant, but its true worth is in the nature of each small individual that creates the community within it. And so today, this vision focus is less about what we're going to do, although there's some exciting things. It is far more about who we are deciding to become. And we get it backwards sometimes because we love, we love significant, right? We memorialize it, right? We have birthdays, weddings, we live our lives almost sort of in historical memorialization of one significant moment to the next, and, and often it is the small day-to-day that seems to be dwarfed by the significant moments, and, and, and we buy into to the cultural, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, flood of you need to do everything bigger, better, faster, stronger. Right. Everything needs to be bigger than last time, better than last time, everything needs to be more significant than the last time, and so uh, without even realizing it, because we, are, we live immersed in the culture... And I want to remind you that we're not supposed to see the world as our enemy. We're not supposed to run and hide from it. It is our mission field. We are supposed to go into it as light goes into darkness and makes a difference. Never fear the darkness. You should not fear being changed by culture. You should be confident that you're going to change it. We are a confident, front-footed church. We believe that where we go, we take light, and darkness does not overcome it. But sometimes we we get influenced in our thinking and we think we need to go bigger, better, faster, stronger. That that's what significant is. And sometimes we we shift into a place of striving beyond what God has called us to because we think that's what we have to do. But actually, we're called to trust God with what's significant. To trust God that if we are supposed to have a certain significance, that He is the one, That will cause it and build it. Scripture tells us that it's Him that brings the increase. So instead, I believe we're called to concentrate on the small and trust God with significance. You see, it's not that God doesn't love significant moments. He absolutely does. He cannot tell me that the cross, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus was not a significant moment on planet Earth. That when God said, let there be light, and creation was birthed in the cosmos, that it was not a significant moment. God is significant, and He is about significant moments, but He does not ask us to create the significance. He asks us to steward the small. And we see time and time again in Scripture that God gives us the small and says, trust me, trust me. Whether it is the way he explains his kingdom, being like a mustard seed, the smallest seed, or a pearl hidden in a great field, or how it's how he brings miraculous provision through a little lunch, a little flour, a little oil, a little leaven, a single fish in every occasion his instruction to us is actually around what to do with the small with this underlying trust me trust me he values steps and seeds over destinations and trees he leaves the 99 for the one. And I believe that we are being called back to the small. To amplify the significance of the small, to rebuild the significance of C3 victory, I actually firmly believe we are called to be that, to be something incredibly significant. But getting there requires us to focus on the small. This has two components. This is about people and this is about places. Victory will never be more than its people. As a church, we are its people. We are the building blocks. We are the living stones being built up, as Pastor Geraldine was saying. I keep going to say jazz, but it's more official, Geraldine. We are being built up into the temple of God. We are the small. Our lives And who we're becoming are the building blocks that God uses to build the significance of C3 victory. So I want to be clear. I want to articulate without any confusion that in this year, we are deliberately stepping up our commitment to building the individual. Better stated, we are returning to a commitment of being and building disciples. That it's not about attendance it's not about showing up. It's not about ticking a box. This is far more about your heart. This is far more about a decision that you make about your proximity and a decision. I mean, if you were here for Vision Ready, you know I talked about the three things that articulate being a disciple the intentional decision that you make, the continual decision that you make to be in proximity to Jesus. The more we are transformed to be like Christ, the brighter our light will shine, becoming a city on a hill that shines light and hope for all to see. It doesn't begin because we get a building. It doesn't begin because we get more lights. It doesn't begin because we have a big, bright, shining sign out the front that you can't help but see when you drive past. It happens because of what happens in us. We are committed to seeing people take genuine steps in their relationship with Jesus, in their transformation and in their maturity in Christ. And so one of the things that we are launching as a part of this vision focus is a brand new next steps area of our church. Yeah, it's exciting. It's something that Pastor Mel will be overseeing. Uh, I think we have it here Express. This is our website. It's hidden behind hope. Um, I don't know if, if there's something in that, but come on. Um, Basically, it's three areas, foundations, find your fit, and belong. Did I get that right? I feel like I got that wrong. Grow, foundations, grow, and belong. And you know, the thing is that it's not, it's not this sequential pathway that you tick off somehow representing the maturity of a believer. We sing a song about break the traditions, One of the things that I really believe God is doing in us as we journey through Mark is to help us to see that actually it was the traditions of the the Pharisees that ultimately restricted them from personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we need to be really careful that we do not construct pathways and processes and hold so tightly to how things were done or how things should be done that we create barriers for ourselves in actually personal relationship with Jesus. And so these are more, they're more intentional spaces of opportunity, spaces where you can circle around and revisit however many times you need to, because let's be honest, that's what discipleship looks like. We all have that thing or those things that for us, the journey of discipleship looks like going around and around and around. And I think it's uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick who says, yeah, but every time we go around, we, 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 we go around it at a deeper level and we see it from a higher altitude. But that's what discipleship looks like when we're real. We don't just go to that one course and go, oh, I did that, I'm, I'm more mature. And so we're not ticking boxes with this, we're creating places. We're creating places for people to lean into whatever it is that God is placing his finger on in their lives. It's going to be really exciting. The second thing is, is the small spaces. You see our, our Sunday gathering, this place, this, this collective, this temple, we call it a party and a home. I feel like we've Got a little bit of a journey to go in that. Come on, we we can be a little bit more celebratory on a Sunday morning. We can celebrate our salvation a little bit more on a Sunday when we get together. Caffeine's going to help that because it will help you guys that are coming here, just got out of bed, you know, get a bit of that that, that chemical energy. But uh, this is the significant expression of our community. But what about the small? Where are the small spaces, the places where community is actually built? where family is formed, where this process of discipleship actually occurs. You know, I I don't know that I've said it from the platform. I don't know if I'll get crucified for this, you know, on YouTube or whatever. Who knows? But I I really believe that there's not a great deal of discipleship, genuine life-changing discipleship, the journey that the discipleship that looks like steps at a time. I don't really believe a lot of that occurs in this moment on a Sunday. I really also don't believe that genuine, deep, authentic community. I don't believe a lot of that is built on a Sunday. I believe a lot of the I believe the, the the depth of the one that we have built is experienced on a Sunday. Which means that if you're sitting here today and you're wondering why you feel stuck, maybe in your relationship with Jesus, it's not moving, there's no traction in it. Or maybe you don't feel like you, you are gelling in this place. Maybe it's because for a while now, we haven't pursued the small. The space where true, like let's be honest, if we are to deal with the, the real areas in our life, we first need real relationships. There is a level of vulnerability, there is a level of intimacy that is linked Like, we won't take the mask off until we have built trust enough that the person that we're about to reveal the reality of our soul to is safe. That takes a small space. That takes time in the small space to get to a point where you can be real enough to say, this is what's actually going on under the surface. The small spaces where genuine discipleship really occurs, where genuine deep relationships are formed, places where we can be really known, accepted, and find our fit in the community of C3 victory. In fact, the small space and where true community is built, it's where we break bread together, it's where we enjoy a family meal, it's where we eat and laugh and cry together, pray and challenge each other, build one another up. And from now on, and this is, this is a big kind of, this is a launch for us this morning, we're going to call these places table spaces. We have our temple, we have our table. Two clearly defined, two clearly purposeful spaces in how we gather as a community. And you know, we have, to be real, probably struggled in the small spaces over the last few years, COVID, whatever but today we are launching 15 new table spaces. That is a huge step. That's a significant step in prioritizing that place. And our goal is to have 20 functioning by the end of this year. So if you are one of the 15 or one of the few that are currently still going, can you you stand up? We want to celebrate you this morning. If you are launching one, Or currently, wanting one of our our table spaces. Come on. Yes. If you would like to be in a table space, look around because there is opportunity now. There is one for you. Please, if you are interested, see Pastor Darren or Pastor Geraldine after our service they are overseeing all of our table spaces moving forward i believe this is going to be the place where people grow where they build relationship genuine relationship so that when you come here on a sunday morning to our significant space you already feel like you fit i firmly believe that god is building a people before he gives his people a building people before the place the small before the significant because any building that we get should only be a resource for expressing more of who we are more hope and more light but i do believe that our building is coming we talk about a home for hope individually collectively that's people we talk about it organizationally that's another reality of the church Lastly, I want to talk about locationally. I want to tell you this morning about the building that Rachel and I see. A building that expresses our identity in all of its facets. A site that has a prominent location where we can't help but be seen. A city on a hill, a light placed on a stand. A building that that houses all three entities of C3 Victory including all of our church function yes, our Sunday morning as well I believe the church should be so confident that we aren't satisfied with being behind the scenes, that we will put ourselves in a place where those walking through the desert cannot help but see hope on the horizon. Where our church community can come and gather to grow and celebrate all that God has done. A beautiful auditorium with spaces from the youngest to the oldest. A place where our Victory kids and Victory youth have beautiful rooms and facilities to learn about Jesus and have fun. Where one day, maybe, they would wake up on a Sunday morning and be so pumped to come to church. That they're helping us get ready amen where we can put on a proper party in a home and celebrate all that jesus has done for us with a broadcast booth that enables us to continue to build into our online service and our digital community a building that has space afterwards to connect while kids play and have fun a building that enables us to celebrate the life stages of the people within its community, like weddings, engagements, baptisms, and even funerals. Scripture tells us to celebrate together and mourn together. A building where the work of our Victory Center can grow and develop, where people can come and find hope, be supported as they journey out of crises, situations of distress, like domestic violence or poverty, with rooms for client support, counseling, group initiatives and training building that is bold in its design, front-footed and confident, that adds to the community that we exist within. Something that contributes an auditorium and function spaces to our city, that brings people into contact with the church. A building that is open every day, where we have community groups and businesses coming in and out, and a cafe running where young parents can come and pause while their kids play on the indoor equipment. A building that is excellent, spacious, clean and fresh. a building that speaks of the magnificence of the kingdom of God. a building that resources us, a C3 victory, to move into a greater level of influence for the kingdom of God. This is the building that we see. and this is the building that I believe God is preparing us for. It's one I'm convinced is not far away. and you know, over the next 12 months, We're making a commitment to intentionally pursue the feasibility of a number of sites that we've been looking at. So in addition to that, and launching our next steps and table spaces, there's a few other strategic things that we're looking to do. We want to take our coffee trailer that has just arrived on our Sunday mornings. We want to take it further. We want to take it out into the community. We want to partner with our Ush and our Victory Center space to be able to provide coffee, maybe hot chocolate to those areas and connect each one of those with the church. And so we want to staff our coffee trailer midweek. We are committed to seeing people connect in our online space. That's you guys this morning. We're committed to building you as a community online, asking ourselves the questions. What does it look like to help you to know each other to feel like you are together as you gather in the online space. And so we're going to be investing in equipment to continue and consolidate that online service. Beyond that, from a mission perspective, beyond our church, we're continuing to support our Victory Centre in its ongoing development. We're going to be supporting Pastor Turbo and C3 Bangkok again. Uh, We love those guys. We think they're awesome. We're going to support SRE in our local high schools, primary schools, and support the regional prayer gatherings across our region. Continuing to support Project Blessing, Crunch and Sip, into our primary schools that, again, is a way our church connects with our Ush services, or, or at least that the schools that our Ush services are connected to. And continue to facilitate the growth of our playgroup. I feel really prophetically to say that it's going to grow to another day, but I feel like Tamika might like, just potentially have some other ideas on that. So we'll see. We'll also be reinvesting in our capacity to respond to unforeseen crises, both in the individual, nationally, and also at an international level. As we were able to celebrate last night, preparation is really key to that. In the Victory ush space, we are looking to secure three different centers tenders that are coming up for renewal if you could be praying into that that would be fantastic we really believe in longevity partnership with the schools and we want to secure those three spaces and continue to be an influence in that area we want to stabilize post post-COVID in the Ush space you know it's been a really interesting time for Ush over the last 12 months but we have Uh, stepped forward we've taken on a sixth centre which is amazing we've also uh, put in an entire level of leadership within the organisation so we need to stabilise in that place and we really want to invest in our staff which is going to be significant in the Victory Centre space we are moving into a client services model in partnership with our initiatives Which is going to be terrific. We're believing that that's going to enable us to continue to influence our community to bring hope to everyone in that space. In addition to that, let me just find my notes here, mental blank. Great job, Nate. There we go. We are going to increase our recognition and influence in the community. So what that looks like is that we're actually increasing and looking for opportunity for media coverage of what we do in the Victory Centre. We're looking to increase our profile in uh, the the sector. You know, it's really, it's a completely different space that we're operating. And we've done some incredible things over the last 12 months to be known and to be trusted And we want to increase in people's knowledge of what we do and to know that actually the Victory Centre is a a trusted place to refer people to. And the other thing we want to do is we want to increase support from the community for the work of the Victory Centre in the form of grants and partnerships. You see, as a church, we commit a significant amount to the Victory Centre, but to be honest, it only probably covers about 50% of the operating costs of the space. And so we rely on grants and partnerships and we really believe that they're going to increase over the next 12 months. And so we're actually going to look at putting on a staff member whose role is to connect and to build partnerships in the community to bring grants and finance into that space. It's really exciting. You know, I'm genuinely excited and stirred for what God's going to do through us and in us this year as we move forward in each of these areas. And so we arrive at our moment this morning. For some of you last night, it was the moment last night where you you pledged finance towards this vision. For some of you, it'll be this morning. I want to just clarify that when we encourage people to move forward, if you pledged last night, please come down. We want to pray with you. We want to lay hands on you and believe that God is with you in this. I want to remind you part of our identity is that we are faith-filled and bold. It's a distinctive of see-through victory. I believe it is something that God wants to be a distinct characteristic in all of our lives. 2 Corinthians nine ten to 11 says this, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Last night, I spoke about seed to the sower. And so you can be generous. That when a farmer sows, it's an act of faith. He takes the seed that he could do other things with and he sows it. He releases it trusting that as he does that, that that seed is going to go into the ground and it's going to produce a harvest. Scripture tells us 30, 50, 70, 100 times what he sowed. So you can be generous. Ultimately, I believe that that's God's purpose on our lives as believers, that we can be generous in every occasion, in every way. I believe it's how we honor people, is that we are generous in their life. Sowing seed is one way we can increase our capacity to do that. Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. With our treasure, with our finance, what we actually have the capacity to do is position ourselves somewhere. Thanks for making time to hear this message today. We encourage you to connect with us by heading to c 3 Victory dot org.au.